0: The Bulldog Radio Podcast. The Ferris State Bulldogs have upset the nation's number two ranked team. Wide open! Taylor is going to take this one to the House Touchdown Bulldog! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Most Valuable Sports Podcast, episode 25 of season four. We're glad you've joined us today. Brandon Wirth, of course, with my partner across from me, Joe Nagy, with a great episode ahead, including an absolutely great interview, Joe. For sure. Got Will McElfresh on the show
1: today. He's a Farisades videographer. Uh, Dude, he's insane at what he does. He is the best in the business, and that's no bias at all. If you watch his clips, you know that what he does is just make banger after banger. And we can't wait to have him on and let you guys listen to what he has to talk about his journey to Fair State, as well as getting better every day at what he does, Brandon.
0: Yeah, it's been great. And you guys love the extended interview we had with Malik Mitchell and Carson Golker, uh, both quarterbacks and course winners of the Midwest Regional title against Grand Valley. You can check that out in the feed below if you haven't, but we figured we might as well keep that rolling. So we'll give you an extended interview with Will as well as get into the Fair State Sports Report and our NFL picks to wrap up the show. But let's stop wasting time, Joe. Let's get to it. Let's swing it to the interview. Now join in studio, Fair State sports videographer Will McElfresh is joining us. Will, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, boys. Will, you're the best in the game, straight up. Probably the best
1: videographer for basically any NCAA team. I, I will say, any, you're way too humble for it. But if you want to, just tell us kind of how you came to Ferris State, kind of stuff like that. I mean, you're from Virginia,
2: so it's kind of a little bit of a trek. And, you know, how you got working with Ferris State Athletics and all that stuff. Well, you know, I went to college first at VCU and i was doing sports communication not stars not sports communication communications um mass com. and you know i wasn't really liking it, it wasn't really my thing because you the the um, the city environmentally not all, all that um so i knew i wanted to do film even when i was there and uh, i got a my mom told me about a place in michigan it was Ferris state i mean i've had family who live here i have family most of my family on my mom's side actually has gone to college in michigan you know um like hope college a lot of them went there they were uh yeah younger of course but um yeah. She told me about it. I just applied. I knew I wanted to study film and learn more about it. And I ended up here we, at the television and digital media production. Um, do a, we learn a lot of good stuff about film and just overall production and television, obviously there, but, um, it wasn't until probably two years ago where I was filming a news segment for one of my classes, film production. And I, uh, I was there was a during the poly hockey game where they had all the hockey boys and um, Bob and everyone was there and I had my gimbal and I was just shooting uh, like low, low angle shots uh, of Steiny behind the net and Harrison just comes up behind me like, Hey, you want to shoot some hockey? I'd be like, uh, yeah, I would love to <laughs> like, of course, of course. Yeah. So it's, yeah. About, like I said, we talked about earlier before the show. Um, I have a lot of athletic background playing hockey and stuff mm. like that. So I think, Pretty much in general, I think the best thing I could do was combine my two passions, right? Combine my love for sports and my love for film. And I think it, I think sports, I think Harrison gave me the perfect opportunity to do that here at Ferris. I mean, oh, you've been, you've been taking off with it too. Yeah. You're, I mean, you've been dude, killing it. And when I started this, I was probably, I was 1% of what I am now. I feel like, I mean, I knew how to edit it. I knew how to f- like film a little bit, but I mean, it's nothing to what I've grown on, especially since taking on these games and, um. Even since this, like I did, uh, I did this uh, internship last semester where I was doing, you know, commerce, sports, not football, um, softball, a little basketball stuff like that. And even then, I think I look, I look back on that footage and I almost deem it useless. Like I feel like that's how much I've progressed, and and since this time I've started, I feel like I, I almost wouldn't even want to put that on like my website. <laughs> I feel like my other footage shines so much more. But um, yeah, no, I'm really happy I I got here, and honestly. I did not think I was going into sports videography or anything like that. Um, Once I came up here, I thought I was just going to go the film route. Mm -hmm. But dude, I'm so happy I didn't. Honestly, I can see myself. I can see myself working in in the industry for sports, doing this. Yeah,
0: yeah. The product you've put out has just been flat out incredible, and many people probably. They know Will, but they don't actually know who Will is because you're literally the hype man for all of these sports teams. If you've seen a hype video, it's probably Will's and you've probably been in your feels and chills plenty of times. Um, But what really goes into that? There's so much elements of just overall, like filtering all of the color as well as sound editing with the music, obviously cutting clips and all that sort of thing. How do you go about when you get all of your film together from uh, a game of football or hockey and then just say,
2: all right here's what I'm going to create. Ah, oh, man, it's a great question. It, it takes a lot of, takes a lot of thought. I mean, the more it's, it's usually the same for any film aspect. The more you think about it and in, in pre the easier it is to do in post. Right. But, um, usually what I'll do, I won't, well, I really won't go that direction. I'll do that direction in film. But if, when it comes to sports highlights, you usually have what, like 200, 200, clips. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you got the stream audio, you got stuff like that. I will literally just take a song take all the clips and put them on. And I don't know if you guys ever worked with Premiere Pro yeah. like time remapping. You could right mm-hmm. click, do speed. I do that with every, pretty much every single clip. And that takes me days, like literally days. I I, I worked on that video that we released that I released yesterday or um, yeah, it was yesterday morning. I, I I worked on just clips from Sunday to Wednesday morning, even Tuesday night. I think it's like 85% of my time goes into just putting those clips on the timeline and remapping, cutting and making sure they, they match up with every word high hat beat hit all of that. That's crazy. That's like, yeah, that's the most tedious work of it all. But when it comes to color audio, um, stuff like that, I'd say that's the easier part. It's, it's, you're not, you're not making something crazy. You're just making something super fast. something pleasing. Like you said, makes them, give them chills, super happy, like uh hype videos. Like you said, some of the football players would like, and I think yeah that the best thing is just to spend a lot of time on the, on the remaps because I mean that's where you, you slow motion man that's what everybody yeah. sees yeah. slow yeah. motion oh, yeah, everyone of notices course. for sure yeah and especially with like the things that you say tease but that's
1: really what makes the videos that much better is really just going down to the nitty gritty and getting that stuff done but uh, obviously for me I think my favorite video that you've made is the Wayne State one with Eminem song I mean yes. Brandon has a couple I mean I know you like the Lenore, the Lenore Rhine one, one from the good, yeah. first man. one I mean. It might be my favorite, but also every one that you made is a banger. So for you, which ones have like been kind of your favorite ones to make from just start to finish? You know, getting clips as well. You know, which one's kind of your favorite? I know it's probably like trying to choose a favorite child or something like that with
2: what you made. But which one's your favorite so far? Favorite in like experience or favorite in like quality that I made out of it? I'd say both. Which one's both? Both. Wow. Um, Lenore Ryan probably was my favorite experience. Even though, I mean, the, the drive sucked. I'll be honest. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Was it
1: twelve hours or twelve hours? hours, hours, and
2: hours. And it, t- back and forth in two days. Yeah. yeah, not even. I mean, that was yeah, that was ridiculous. But the the, the trip being down there, the beautiful stadium, yeah. the warm weather. Actually, well, it rained, but it wasn't wasn't cold. Yeah. Um, the footage was great. Um, and that was really in the beginning of the season where I was you know getting comfortable. But I would say that yeah, that was my most fun experience. I mean, anywhere and obviously, tra- home. I honestly, I think the home games. Are still better. I mean, yeah. You don't have to go anywhere, mm-hmm. and all the fans being hype, getting some shots of the fans is always fun. But um, you know, like I said earlier, I think I think my videos are just getting better and better. So I, if I if you were to ask me what my favorite one was, I, I could, it would have to be one of the most recent ones yeah. because I feel like they just it's so much faster is what I really, what I really worked on from the beginning, from that first central Washington game to now I'd make my cuts a lot faster, um, less transitions to, I try to make the transitions more natural in camera movement than, than some zoom effect. I still add them when, when necessary, but it's like a good transition is almost invisible. Right. That's how I see it in my videos. Like I I almost don't even see them. but for, for quality, man, it is between the last two. Like I'm saying, I've been spending so I've been, I really think my work's getting a lot better and I'm, and I'm seeing it in, in the views too. Like people are loving it. Like I said I, before here also like I, I hadn't had a, had hadn't had a video get above like nine K views. And even before that, a couple of weeks ago, probably only like 130 likes. This one today is at like 350 likes. Wow. Jeez, man. And like 13,000 plays already. I just like, dude, this is insane. Like, on my dog's video, the, the, the meme video, mm-hmm. yeah. which, which I made out of nowhere. Like, uh, yeah, that
0: was hilarious, <laughs> yeah, that was, by the way. That was hilarious, Excellent.
2: Yeah. I just saw that meme again, and I'm like, dude, this is whole, This is so fun. It just gave me instant brilliant idea. I'm like, I just need to put their videos and, like, a little uh, title of them over it. And, I mean, people loved it. That's still getting likes. Like, I posted it, like, two weeks ago. I don't know how people are still seeing it. But, um, now I'm just I'm super excited to that I'm, like, growing and, and it's showing on the social media. And that, of course, my peers like y'all love it. Like that's just that's what makes it most most important to me is like the feedback I get from my friends and the football players. I think that's like really the most important thing to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to videography, photography, everybody believes they can do it. Right. But of course you can't just go out there with your iPhone 10 and just start Mm -mm. shooting stuff. Right. There's so much equipment that goes into volume. You can get as nerdy as you want uh, about your arsenal, because (laughs) I know there's a lot of people that like uh, only having one camera with a thousand different accessories or it's three cameras set up with different already uh, preset overall equipment and all the accessories with it. What do you rock with usually when you're going on a trip like this to go shoot?
2: Well, definitely one camera. I think most of people who do multi multi camera setups are photographers. That's why they have focal different focal lengths on every camera, and they switch out fast. But um, with my setup, I'll either I'll for warm ups, I'll use my gimbal, you know, stabilizer just within my, my camera. You stay a wide angle, um, twenty four to seventy two point eight looks super nice. That's one, my favorite lens ever. I got it right before the season just for this. I'm like, oh, this, the warm up footage is gonna look so good. And then, um. For the game i have a little tripod with a little fluid head on it to stay low to the ground you'll see that in pretty much any professional setting like any nfl or college football i see a lot of guys super low to the ground with a fluid head so they can catch all the action super smoothly um and then a normal like 70 to 200 i mean it's really just the accessories like you said there's just it just looks crazy because it's just like a monitor a mic uh you know, a couple of the cage and then the handle and all that stuff on it. But in reality, it's just a it's a normal like a setup, like a little zoom lens, 7200. I love it. I love it. We're, we're always upgrading.
0: Yeah. And w- really, with Christmas coming up, is there more that's in store? Not to spoil it for some of those that are looking forward to the content you're going to produce uh, in the future. But you got
2: some things that you're looking for on the Christmas list this year. That's funny. You know, if if, if our games weren't after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But no, I. Going into the season, like halfway through it, um, it's funny. I just noticed how crisp Jeffy's footage looked, and I was like, oh, man, I really want 4K. (laughs) And I just couldn't wait. So, yeah, I upgraded to a 4K camera. You know, I was thinking about getting a better lens, but it's like I wouldn't – everything that I get now would be for sports, and it obviously would help me in the future, too. But I think I can wait for it. We'll see. I might get the 70-200 to 2.8. It's like – mine's a four, four apertures and that one's 2.8. And it's just a little 1.2 difference. And it's like, what? $1,600 more. Yeah. Jeez. It's stupid. Yeah. That's camera but other stuff nowadays. But Yeah. No, most of the stuff for, for football though, I wanted to get before the season ended. Don't I didn't want to wait till Christmas. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything I have for my camera stuff. Uh, other than that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's still cool though. You're still going to produce great
1: stuff.
2: We know uh, that yeah, for sure. Thank you. No, yeah. Of course.
1: And speaking of the season's changing, I mean, hockey's started up and you've been able to kind of get some videos out for them as well. You know, what's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, what's kind of been like the biggest difference, especially between the two with football and hockey and even basketball now too, that you're starting to get uh, into that with the season coming around, you know, what's the, you know, what's ones that's kind of like your favorite things to shoot with those three sports. And you know, what's the biggest uh, differences between those three when you're trying to capture video? Oh yeah. They're all
2: different. Um, basketball is you know it's it's great especially when when the football guys show up because that they just they, they they make everything better i mean they make the game for the players better and they make the game for me better because they're funny they're they're giving their refs some crap and like they're taught and then i can see that you know it's familiar faces that i like um hockey like i said I come from a background of hockey i love it but i mean it's pretty stagnant you know you're, you're just kind of standing there um really fast action so you're kind of just trying to get the best shots for the second possible almost like it's i definitely had a couple times this season where i missed a goal or two especially in the beginning and and change that out by you know staying wider but um no it's just something about football that's different um the the people and the environment is really just what settles me like which tells me that i love football more mm-hmm. than any other sport i would re- really want to film football because the guys i mean you guys have been on the sidelines. You know how yeah. how rowdy they are. How, oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're getting right at how hype they get. And yeah. every time someone makes a play, everyone's there to to hype them up. And anyone, anytime someone messes up, they're there to bring them up. So I mean, it, that's, it's just a really great environment. I mean, the worst part about it, only I think the only thing hockey and basketball have better over football is that they're inside. Yeah. yeah. That's about it. That's, that's about true. It. It's really about it. Yeah. Well, especially with football too. I mean, you get to, you know, be
1: on the field for warmups. Yep. I mean, you can't do that for hockey. You can't do that for basketball nope. either. But you can do it for basketball. I mean, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. You can, can't really like get in their way. Get on yeah, the sideline maybe. Get a little closer. Yeah. Get a little bit closer. But, but yeah, I know. It's just, it's really just the, uh, the culture of football is different here at Fair State, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the players, they they love they love like I, they, I love the love that I get from them on the field and on Instagram and stuff like that. I, that really is what's different about um, football compared to other sports. I don't like a couple hockey guys follow me. I don't say like any basketball guys follow me. So it's like like you said, people may know who I am, but they don't know. They don't know who I am. Like Right. And that's why you're on the program now that people know who exactly. Well, Fresh is. But we've
0: certainly been blessed. Ferris State as a whole have had some great uh, create content creators and videographers in the past, like Connor Perk was here a couple years ago, Scott Vandersloot, who did the business finished video at the Natty last year, even our boy Barrett Jones that was on mm-hmm. our program last couple of years. Shout out to him as well. Um, have you ever talked to those guys and seen all their footage and taken what they've kind of shown with their content overall and really kind of uh, being able to take that as well as your own personal touch and read those things. Or what are some of the things that you like to learn from, from all these, all these other videographers and creators?
2: Yes, I did. I more, I more, of my learning came from the beginning of the season before I started. Cause I really wanted to, to be prepared. So yeah, Scott was, had some amazing videos. Um, it's great. Cause the vibe of his videos were, are entirely different than mine. And I wanted to learn as much as I could from, yeah, like you said, the past people. And i feel like I did learn a lot from him, but his style is just a little different, and everyone always has their different styles, and you sure. can always change styles. But yeah, I definitely learned a lot from Scott. Um, his I, w- I went back on the YouTube page and looked at all of his highlights. Um, man, they're different. Like, I almost think I still think those are better than mine, like way better. But it's just because he did he did more like anamorphic uh, story style storytelling. Um, hype, like really hype hype music not like rap songs or anything just like really hype um, his audio was insane too he did a lot of uh, well the thing about his audio is it, like it's great, don't get me wrong but he would use I think he would use uh, just audio that's like like stock audio like okay. stock, like fan noises and stuff like yeah, that Yeah, yeah. and it's, if, you're, if you're really listening for it you can notice that yeah. so it's like it's little stuff like that that are almost standard in some of those videos that I stray away from But either way, there's the the shot selection and, um, yeah, everything, honestly, everything they did in the past, it was just so great. I did learn a lot from them watching in the past.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And especially, I mean... We know how kind of lax the intern group is and kind of the the guidance that we can get from Harrison and Rob, which is a great thing for you and also for us to be able to kind of grow as people, especially in the, in the sports industry. But you know, what was that like kind of getting started out? Was there like a lot of direction that Harrison and Rob wanted you go to, for, to go into, or was it kind of more just like tossing you out of the nest and hoping you fly type deal? <laughs> uh,
2: maybe a little bit of both more, more or less, like you said, it was laid back. It was just... Um, getting some footage. Like, I don't think they expected the world out of me, which is good because they gave me the time to grow. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was pretty laid back. Um, it's really so far away. to remember I, it was like January. Right. Um, yeah, it was almost like how I was now just, just a highlight, but like pretty much what, what they do when they mm-hmm. post YouTube videos and stuff like that. Just, just simple highlights, nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. But I, I actually think back to the, the basketball videos I did. They, uh, I did. So I remember doing hype videos for the basketball team. I already forgot what the question was. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll give it back to you. Were they kind of like more or was Harrison Rob when you started out, were they kind of more lax with it
1: or would they kind of give you a sense of direction where to go?
2: Yeah, I would. Yeah, I really wouldn't do anything like if if I wasn't told to do it. And that was because I had a really busy semester last semester. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. It's changed a lot more this semester. Yeah, they they would have they would maybe ask for some assignments. Um just make, but it's more or less just going to the sports, filming them and putting up on YouTube, which is great and all, but that's not how you grow as a, as a videographer. Like just, that's how you grow as a, as a Ferris employee, to be honest. Yeah. If you want to grow as a videographer, you got to expand in any, every way you can. And that means doing stuff you're not asked to do, right? Like, especially for football this season, dude, every single Sunday, I have like five people at least in my, in my DMs, like asking me to send them clips and I love it. I mean, I, it's great, but also it's like, I got to put out my video. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't really, i once I put my video out, I'll just go through video and take the clips that they're in pretty much already edited, all they collected mm-hmm. audio and everything's already there. And I'll just send them those. Right. Which is different. It's like, you don't Now everyone's expected to send out videos. And like you said, the hockey stuff I did, like I'm pretty much everything hockey that was on a YouTube video this semester. I don't even think I've done any YouTube hockey stuff, honestly. I've done everything hockey I've done has been just all on me Mm -hmm. because I know that I wanted to make some hockey content. And I saw a couple of uh, the hockey boys at the bar shout out them and they were were like, man, what did Brad do for you to make him, make them that video? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, I gotta make y'all one soon. And I did. I believe that Thursday is when I made that, um, the walkout video with, I love that video. I I, that was my one was cool. That was my first like hockey, like real edit. I feel like, yeah. And it, some of the shots in that, I don't even I didn't believe I got them. I was like, wow. Like the shot of Steiny walking or skating to the, uh, not Steiny. It was, like uh, guys, right? It was Noah. Yeah. Noah was skating to mid-ice. So clean. The, the light. Do
1: you think it. you'll be able to talk Harrison and let you skate out with the boys that are in, uh, during warmups,
2: maybe get a few shots. Then I've been up trying stuff? to do that since I've gotten here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to do that. It was actually earlier in the semester. He, we talked about it and we were sort of plan something, but I don't know. They were busier here. He was busy or something. Um, yeah, dude, that's, that's really what I've, ever since I got this job, actually, I'm pretty sure like what I was talking about earlier that I, how I got the job. I'm pretty sure that's like, one of the first things I said. I was like, you need me on the ice. I can skate. I can least really skate with the gimbal and I can do all, I can get all those shots. Like, and it'd be insane. So I don't know. I just got to push him more and more, but it's, mm-hmm. I guess it might be a CCHA thing. I don't know. But no, it's more of like a team. I guess it's more like a team dynamic. I feel like thing. Daniels would
1: probably be chill about it. He, he is pretty, he is a chill coach. I don't know why he wouldn't be. I,
2: I think be, it's more, probably Harrison doesn't want to step on toes. I think that, yeah, that's the biggest thing. A, yeah. I think, but I mean, yeah, I feel like if we, i that might
1: be a me and Brandon type deal with the rest of the interns. If we if we bug Harrison enough, he'll be able to I True. think okay probably. Trust yeah, me. The shots
2: cool. would be different. Oh, they would be I'm sick. Like they it, would be sick. like Pavel Barber's work on, oh, on, yeah. on you. Dude, he's a great. I've been watching him since I was younger too. But yeah, I not I love hockey. But football, man, there's something about it. Something about our football team. It just gets different energy. I feel like it, it's it really is. It really yeah.
0: is. It's just a different sport. Here's what we'll do when we post this and you guys are listening to it. Go back to our Instagram. Make sure you follow us at the MBSP comment on this, uh, pod artwork post that we need will on the
2: ice. Let's see how many likes and <laughs> how many <laughs> tag, comments tag Harrison we get. Tag, tag Harrison, Watt. tag <laughs> Rob, <laughs>
0: tag, tag Will as well. Where can <laughs> they find tag him, Will? Tag Steve Brocklebank. My you at want.
2: is at never sufficient.
0: There you go. So tag him as well. Let's get him on the ice. But, uh, Will, we've appreciated your time. One last question for you. We ask everybody on the show, what's been your favorite thing about being a Ferris State Bulldog? Man,
2: I think it's like I've said, I think it's simple. It's really just a football experience, man. I hadn't had that much fun at Ferris. I mean, I didn't really get out into, people don't know me probably because I've just been editing for the past three years, I'm yeah. just <laughs> filming and just staying inside. But you know, now that, I'm, now that I like actually know people and all that, I can get out and, and enjoy the experience and just like, yeah, going around campus and seeing the football guys and sitting at home, making the videos, watch my Instagram blow up. Like, that's great. Like I'm not a, like materialistic, like uh Instagram girl. Right. But, <laughs> but I, but I do, but I do love um, the attention that, our team gets. And cause I know they love it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, that's the thing for you too. You can help them get that attention that they deserve exactly. too, which is super cool. But will thank you so much for thank coming out, man. I appreciate Keep producing it. The, the the killer videos. We can't wait to see what you Not produce for West Ford and all that stuff. But once thank again, you. thank you so much, man. Thank you, boys.
0: Big thanks to Will for hopping on the show. I mean, I learned probably a whole crash course masterclass of videography. We only had 20 minutes with him. Could you imagine if you would have kept talking for two hours?
1: Oh yeah. If we had a full podcast and just asking a question, dude's insane at what he does. And uh, obviously just makes our athletic programs that much better with what he's able to do. Hype videos are just crazy. So especially with West Florida coming town for football, can't wait to see what he produces for that. And hopefully we get the W for that. But Brandon, let's hop into the fair state sports report and we'll start with football. Uh, like we said, last episode, West Florida is coming to town rematch the 2019 uh, semi-final. Uh, they beat us last time, so hopefully we can get some revenge here. But we got some tough work cut out for us. They are one of the best offenses in the country. They have a pretty solid defense when it comes to interceptions. But other than that, Brandon, they're kind of lacking uh, for West Florida. So Fair State versus West Florida. Cannot wait for this game. Definitely watch out for Caleb Murphy. For our defense is going to really step up. I think our rushing game is really going to be uh, prevalent in this game. They have. I we were looking at it at, before the show as well. 110 was their rushing. They're ranked 110th. They're not like in that.
0: the top 100 in rush yeah. defense, which so. is
1: surprising seeing that they're a final four team. Yeah. Uh, but Either way, this game is going to be a tough one. I think it's going to be very high scoring. We're probably going to be seeing a combined 60 points, I feel like, Brendan.
0: Yeah, this certainly could be a game where we see an offensive slugfest. And when you really look at West Florida's offense, uh, they're definitely uh, a team that you can watch out for in multi-dimensions. They're definitely great on the ground as well as in the air offensively. Uh, Their last game, they were a little bit heavier more uh, on the pass than the run against Wingate, but their defense really took them home. They had a dominant defensive performance all the way around uh in that game, including four total uh interceptions in that game. They were monstrous. I think they also had two fumble recoveries. They really forced the turnovers, which, you know, gives us a little bit of a scare. Cause of course you mentioned Joe back in 19 when we lost to them 20 at 14. That was our downfall. The nail in the coffin was the turnover. So, but if we can take care of the football, we can establish a good running game. We're probably going to see um, a little bit of switching. I think with the quarterbacks, I think we're going to see a little bit more than Carson uh, in normal sets and not just as much goal line jumbo sets. Um, But Malik showed that he could run as well. We saw that against Green Valley and that's what really opened the door in the third quarter. So I think if we're going to be able to establish the RPO game, get Marcus Taylor and some of those guys, some carries on jet sweeps and up the middle, uh, I think that's going to really establish some good tempo. Um, third down, they're going to try to get us uh, throw the ball a little bit errantly. They're going to try to force uh, a, a lot of deep, maybe disguise coverages a little bit. But of course we know coach Hodges is going to have that group ready to go. Uh, and we went from our conversation that we had with them earlier this year. They are certainly going to be prepared, um, to take on this West Florida offense defensively. Uh, I mean, overall, I mean, number two, statistically ranked defense in the country. I believe firmly we are number one, and that's why we're still alive compared to Angelo state. Um, because this team can do it in so many dimensions. They can turn you over through the air. We saw two picks, uh, and two clutch deep interceptions, uh, and in that grand ballot game last. And of course, being able to have that dominant defensive front defensive front seven, um, that can stuff your rushing attack as well as, uh, get after the passer. So I think really if we can establish that, keep control of the football and be able to make those big plays like we always do, we're going to be in good shape. I know that's rinse, repeat every weekend and week out, but that's just the way that this team is built. It's deep. No matter who you put in there, there's talent across the board that can win you football games. And that's why this team has had four straight final fours. And that's why we're looking at a potential win to get to Texas once again this year.
1: Uh-huh. and I think it's you're going to see an offensive shootout but it's going to be the defenses that are going to win this game uh, West Florida like we said not the best they are ranked 93rd in total defense 110th in rush defense and 72 in passing defense so they're not really the best when it comes to that they do have the most interceptions I think they're tied for the most with six this year I believe yeah. so they but four did come in last game so yeah, four, four did take come. that so, in consideration you, yeah so they might be getting hot at the right time and their defense might be picking it up or that might just be a one game fluke and we might be seeing us be being able to really uh, spread the ball around on the air and on the ground. So it's going to be interesting, especially seeing that, you know, you got a couple of guys who are, you know, looking for revenge, kind of making it so we can get back to the national championship, get the business finished once again. But I think you're going to see, like you said, Brandon, big game from Carson. I feel like you're going to see him get moved around a lot more, uh, especially with kind of in our own zone rather than kind of in the red zone type deal. And you're going to see Malik kind of really be able to flourish. I feel like you're going to see him scramble a lot more. You're going to see the, might the pocket might collapse, but I feel like he's got. A lot more comfortable with that happening. Uh, you, you, he was a little bit struggling in the first part of the year, but I think especially you know against Grand Valley, against Pitt State, and stuff like that, you were able to see him knock off some of those 15 yard runs, which is going to be big and huge for the program. So, pretty interesting game here, in a lot on the line. Another trip to the national championship for us, and or in West Florida has a chance to make it their second. Uh, was it their second? National championship in three seasons, right? Uh, yeah. And they back in 19, they won it all against mm-hmm. Minnesota State. And we didn't so. have a season in 2020. So Correct. history is on the line for both of these teams. And I mean, when you look at the other side, you got Colorado School of Mines, who doesn't want to have another knockout in the semifinals as well as Shepard. So these two teams are trying to make, I think it's
0: Colorado. Those are both School the
1: semifinals. Mines has been there before, but yeah.
0: Shepherd has not. Have they? Both teams were in the semis last year. Mines fell in a, just a
1: heartbreaker, against heartbreaker,
0: Boston. Bill Dawson in the fourth quarter. And of course, Shepard uh, had the unfortunate draw against us last year in the semifinals for Jared Bernhardt's breakout game. So uh, these teams are looking for revenge. They're both going to be, one of them's going to, avenge themselves and get to the national title game uh, and two of the other teams that are normally in that situation to win are now playing against each other. So of course the storyline is going to be written in this game as well as the other game for sure. Uh, and it's going to be fun to see what happens in the finale, but uh, definitely going to be fun to just see all the way around. I mean, West Florida is really talented across the board. They got a really nice quarterback and um, Wee Jarrett as well as um, a couple of different running backs. They like to use three, four running backs um, as well as some receivers in their rushing game. Overall, um, Shamari Mason, as well as Ravion Hargrove, Wee Jarrett, of course, as quarterback will be guys to watch on the ground as well, uh, is David Durden is the leading receiver with 12 touchdowns for, uh, the Argonauts. So it's going to be a really fun game overall. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for this game, Joe. We talked to Carson. We talked to Malik. Um, we've talked to a lot of these other guys. There's three check marks on their board, right? There's Grand Valley. There's Valdosta. There's West Florida. Those are the teams that have knocked us out uh, in overall with the losses the last three years. And, and now we have a chance to get that third checkmark and get back to McKinney. So this game is going to be fueled with a lot of motivation, especially the senior guys that have been here uh, and we're in this West Florida game and all the guys around them really have taken that fuel to the fire and have really made preparation key in this game. Uh, it's looking to be a pretty nice game here, Joe, as you pulled up the weather forecast. So I think this is going to be very interesting to see how this game goes about. Uh, but, you know, of course, when you're coming up from West Florida, yeah, might not be the same up here in the old Mitten when yeah, it comes to weather. Up, it's supposed to be
1: low of 28, high of 38 uh, in Big Rapids with no, I don't think it's supposed to snow at all. You might see it on Friday and maybe some of that lingers over. Uh, but right now in Pensacola, it's 75 and it's not supposed to get any worse than that for the next couple of days. My so gracious. they might be used to a little bit more of a uh, warmer weather type deal, but Hey, last time they came to town, it was sleeting, and I think it was 15 degrees yeah. and they were able to uh, beat us on that. So definitely weather might be on our side, Weather might not, but we are definitely a bad weather team. We've played a lot, we've played, pretty much lights out whenever it's either snowing, raining or anything like that. When it's a little bit nicer out, we always don't seem to uh, have the same competitive edge, but I think we'll still be able to really come out with that one. And we might be making another trip to Texas pretty soon, Brandon.
0: I would love that. We wish our boys the best of luck. 12.02 kickoff. Make sure you be there beforehand. Of course, Um, just playing on noon. There you go. You get the extra two minutes to chill and get your seat and get ready to go Um, for this kickoff. Rock the tap. One more time. Let's send our boys to Texas. Once again, Uh, It's going to be a fun ride for sure. Um, There are tickets, I believe, still available for students. you got to get over to Wink uh, as fast as possible. And if you're listening to this, especially on Friday when it's released, you might want to get over there quick, fast, in a hurry to see if there's any left. But if not, of course, make sure you still get your tickets and come support the boys in their final football game here in Big Rapids. Uh, It's going to be a fun one across the board. Uh, And, I mean, really, it's big stage, big wines. ESPN's going to be there. All the boys are going to be rearing and ready to go. So we wish our dogs the best of luck, and make sure you be there on Saturday. Mm, it's going to be a very busy press box right oh, now. Wait, it will totally. be.
1: It will be very busy and very full. So. Lots of networking opportunities, mm, That's, that's true. Is true. That is so. true. Got some time to talk Absolutely. to some people who are where we want to go as well. Going to hop into next sports. We'll go with what? You want to go hockey or basketball? Let's go hockey, man. Let's go over to the ice. Uh, we got Northern Michigan coming to town for the next two uh, games on Friday and Saturday. Uh, Friday will be... Uh, Honoring the ho- soccer team, right?
0: Yes. The that's final four sick. appearance for soccer will be honored on Friday night. So that's going to be super cool um, to get really highlight their uh, honoree as well um, as their journey to get to that point. Because I know, of course, we mentioned it so many times in the show. I don't think a lot of people saw this team being a final four team and what they did was absolutely phenomenal and should definitely be recognized, but um, there's still going to be a hockey game going on and it's going to be a great one against the Wildcats in Northern Michigan coming to town uh, seven o'clock Friday, as well as six o'clock on Saturday. And I think when it really comes down to this game, some people I'm sure are out there saying, man, I mean, hockey's been just doing so mediocre, but they're coming off the two biggest wins Honestly, probably for the past four or five years. It, yeah, easily. I mean, beating a Minnesota State team. Obviously, I think the only one that comes to mind is um, when we were at home and we took down Minnesota State as the number two. But this was naked down the number ten team, sweeping them, and they were. Not, um, and we were able to give them their first two losses at home in a series, I believe, since what was it, twenty fifteen or twenty seventeen? So they hadn't been swept at home in almost six years, and our boys did it. We and have a. It's crazy.
1: We have a chance to jump to number three in the conference right now. Yes, we number three. Because Minnesota State and Bemidji, if their both games go to overtime, uh, you won't see only one point for them for whoever wins that one. So that will make Minnesota State, who's at three right now, move to 18 points and Bemidji to 17 if they split. Uh, Northern Michigan is right above us. So if a weekend sweep against a good team, that'll give us six points. We'll move to 20, which will move us right above Minnesota State, which yes. when's the last time you saw that happen?
0: <laughs> it's been a minute. When you
1: man. saw us ranked above Bemidji and Minnesota State, Northern and all that stuff. So but we do have to get two wins, and that's been something that we've kind of been struggling on on home ice is getting the sweep. I mean, we've gotten a lot of splits. A lot of the games have been the second day where we've played a lot better, but it's once again, we just got to really show up, show out, and play some good hockey, uh, especially against a northern Michigan team who's coming off two or a big split against Michigan Tech in was it the it's not the minor cup. Cause that's, something a, like that's that. a football yeah. one, mm-hmm. but it's like the battle of Mun or something like that.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Of Let course. Me look it up here. Yeah. Their Doodle. Michigan tech, Northern Michigan rivalry is always one. It's pretty equivalent to our, our, you know, Fair State Grand Valley rivalry, of course, but obviously with hockey that doesn't really apply since uh, Grand Valley does not have a division one hockey team. But uh, I think when it really comes down to it, I think what happened was our boys, I think, really found the quality looks that we've been looking to get into the game plan. Because when you look at these two games that they last played, they only had a combined twenty-six shots in those two games combined, thirteen apiece. We ended up scoring five goals. I'm not a mathematician, of course but that's pretty close to 20% conversion rating on shots. Pfft, I'll take a goal on five shots any day. So, I mean, one goal in every five shots, I should say any day. So that is really the biggest thing going in is the quality looks, being able to move the puck around, get those looks where you want them um, and being able to really control the game in the defensive end. They really did a great job despite Michigan or excuse me, not Michigan state, uh, Minnesota state had a lot of looks. I mean, I think you counted them, Joe, like over 70 chances that they had on that in that series and they were only able to score three times. I think that really gives a lot of credit to our defense as well as the sacrifice that they made, blocking shots, being able to get in front and take those shots as well as our goaltenders playing absolutely phenomenal between the pipes uh, throughout this game. But uh, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, I mean, you just showed the math here, Joe. I mean, this is a chance for us to be number three right now. We're going to need all the fan support that we can get um, against Northern Michigan. Make sure you get your tickets uh, and you can stick around, especially on Saturday. You can uh, watch that football game against West Florida and then... File right in to watch mm-hmm. Northern Michigan hockey game against us. So it's going to be really fun there. But uh, I think, while with that overall rivalry with Northern Michigan coming off of that split against Michigan Tech, they're definitely going to have a little bit of momentum uh, going into this game. And they're going to know. I mean, they're looking at the table. They're only one spot above us, only one point above us. They know that this is just as an important game for them.
1: There is three points separating the middle four teams. Yeah, and an additional seven for St. Thomas, who's right below us.
0: Yeah, and I mean... crazy. With Michigan Tech, too, only five away from third. Yeah, I keep on my mic on As second. Bad. No, you're good. <laughs> it happens. We yeah. got we got a, a lot, lot of, of good looking, stuff.
1: I'm looking at my right and I keep hitting my, my face on it. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be an interesting weekend. Uh, very excited for I d- missed. I miss said something. It's two points for an overtime win or a shootout win. And mm-hmm. then one point for if you lose that. But either way, even if we get the sweep and what Minnesota is, and Bemidji yeah. split, it doesn't matter. We'll just be a l- little bit less points above them. But... What if Minnesota State gets swept. You Ooh, never know. You could be seeing that. UC you see, po- you could be points lost
0: in bunches sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. And going to go be in slumps.
1: I mean, they're not doing so good, especially after losing Dryden McCain and a lot of their seniors. They, yeah. Not, I mean, still number 10, but hey, when Ferris State gets a vote in the top 20 for the U, what is it, UC, USCHO?
0: Yeah. When they got polls. a receiving vote, I think that is, I think they deserved it. That's big time for how they played, especially man. after the last
1: quick turnaround from three years ago or two years ago, our freshman year. Yeah. When we had the no wins again, and then we won one against like a D three university. Or Trying, something. yeah, I remember that game. Tough
0: looks. But, but look uh, how far we've come, and look how far the CCHA has come. I mean, you got I'd say so too. Before it was kind of like one sided. Six bit, you know? teams that are over five hundred. I don't think you can look at any other division or conference and see that overall in an entire conference. We got teams in the CCHA that are ranked higher than Big Ten teams. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, man. that's insane. Like, that's just crazy, man. Yeah, it's, this league is good, and these boys are playing good. So you need and to come out see, and
1: support. And you're going to see some pretty good competition, especially once winter break starts, and then we hit the GLI because you got an NCHC team, two CCHA teams, and a Big Ten team. Yeah. Michigan State, uh, Ferris. Michigan tech and Western. Yeah. So the
0: GLI is going to be nuts, which i top believe- three
1: conferences in the nation, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, it pretty much is. And I think you can still get tickets for I that. If would, I'm not probably tossing hockey East too. Oh yeah. True. No, I was talking got this top three, top three. Yeah. I think we can agree. That's top three, top three. If not, top three out of five, you could say overall with the other conferences, as well as the Atlantic. No, I don't but, know. C-C-H-A on top all day. Oh, I agree. 100%. This is the best conference and our boys are doing it. Uh, and a lot of strong play all the way around, especially from a lot of the younger guys. Stepan, but has played well, uh, as well as Andrew Noel, who got uh, honored this last week as well. Uh, goaltenders. I mean, nolan and Logan have been lights out. We've seen a lot of great play overall from a lot of the young guys as well. I mean, we talked about Connor McGrath early in the year. There are, the road that he's had as well. Uh, and I did look at uh, a lot of the the plus minuses overall in the season, the guys that have been on when the goals have been coming. And Travis Shioty sitting at plus four right now, as well as Nick Nardici Dang. at plus three, Tyler schleppi at plus three, as well as Stepan. So that top line has been a uh, pretty solid as far as the number one goal scoring unit on this team. Um, but you're seeing it, you're seeing that still spread around. And I think, I mean, you still got guys on the other line that bring a lot of great play as well, like you got guys of course like Brad. Bradley Merrick, uh, and you can just keep naming names all day long um, with a lot of these other guys. I think Matt Slick is one of the biggest glue pieces on this team since he came over. but has been a phenomenal defenseman for us. So you look at a lot of these guys, and you see not only great skill, but you see the The ability to be physical against a lot of these physical teams, uh, they're not they're not afraid to shove guys around, and that's what I really appreciate sure. about about these guys. I mean, I know I've talked about Andrew Noel; like I see him as the old '90s enforcer. He can wreck you into the boards and he'll <laughs> slap one from the blue line and get you a goal. So I really love to watch him play. Um, as well as you got all these other guys that can really bring a lot of finesse and a lot of versatility. Matt or Mitch Dielstra comes to mind, uh, and I said Matt Slick already as well. But it's gonna be a great weekend. I encourage everybody to come out. Uh, it's gonna be a fun game all the way around. Uh, if not, you can watch on full hockey TV as well. Yours truly might be on the call sometime this weekend. So, uh, it's going to be a fun weekend all the way around and going to be some great hockey to be played.
1: Yeah. Cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. And especially speaking of Northern Michigan, they're also going to be facing off against both of our basketball teams, but we're going to be heading up to Marquette, which is going to be a fantastic ride for them, especially seeing that might snow on their way up there. So that's going to be tough looks for that. Uh, But I think especially when we get to the gymnasium, it's going to be a different story. Our teams have been rolling so far, men's team especially. However, Northern Michigan does have a preseason basketball player, or men's basketball player of the year, Max Bjorklund, who also dropped 40 of us, 31 of that coming on in the second half from last year. So it's going to be an interesting game, especially seeing that, you know, our offense has just been lights out so far. Uh, But Northern looks to be the same way. So it's going to be kind of an offensive shootout, I feel like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You look at these two teams and you see... Uh, offense across the board um, with the way that these two teams play and not saying like overall like northern michigan's offensive heavy team they still play really well overall defensively Uh, but i mean obviously with max jorgland of course uh, you said joe they definitely have a true finisher uh, on that team if the game gets close Uh, you we saw that obviously from last year Uh, But I think with overall in the elements, I think there are team, uh, I shouldn't say teams. I think there's a lot of ways that we can beat this team, um, especially as you look overall in the games that they've played this year with Northern, obviously. Uh, I mean, they have dropped a hundred burger earlier this season in their opener against McKendree, but they also let up 93 um, to those guys on November 12th. So that's certainly one to watch out for. And really, they're going to be coming off uh, a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it a disappointing loss, but. They're a better team than Parkside in my book, uh, and they fell to them by eight at Parkside in Kenosha. So they're going to be hungry to get back on track, uh, especially at home against us. They know that they have done it before and they can do it again. But I really like what this team is has overall done as far as just being able to score in bunches. When you get on those cold streaks and you're able to make a run and get back into games, that's what's going to keep you uh, in a lot of those close games, and that's really going to get you uh, an ability to beat somebody uh, any given day. So, But there was a lot of movement overall around the scoreboard here last week, Joe, as well, uh, and especially some notable games across the board that have really shook up the standings right now because, uh, I mean, Parkside sitting technically, I think, at the top tied with us right now because they yeah, haven't... They haven't lost a game, I Gliac believe. Website, yet. Stop being stupid. <laughs> yeah, they're tied with us right now. And Lake State are 2-0. So that's, that's going to make it a little interesting. True. But we got an opportunity this weekend to try to distance ourselves. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think especially with this game has a pretty big implication, especially being just an earlier game. I mean, you really want to have a really strong outing for this one because it's kind of kind of really set the tone for the weekend, especially because you have Michigan tech the following uh, Sunday, just two days later, which is also a good team. They're a little bit lower on the standing so far, two and seven on the season. Uh, But they're a team that, you know, I feel like can really uh, do some damage if you're not too careful with them. So it's going to be honestly, If we just hold on the ball and don't turn it over, I feel like it's lights out. Yeah. Because we got guys who can get hot no matter what.
0: Yeah. Don't beat yourselves. That's really what it comes down to. But uh, Max Jorklin will certainly be one to watch. He's pretty much been their leading scorer. Over under 27 for Max Borg. Oh, for max to seven and a half. I'm going to say under our defense going to lock him down. If we had a betting casino, of course, which obviously obviously, we can't do that with the NCAA, but uh, maybe if we did eventually at professional level, hey, you as never we, know.
1: Uh, yeah, as we are employed by this universe.
0: Yeah, of course. But um, Brian Passage is also a very good player for them. He's a pretty solid shooter, shooting over 33% from three-point range this year, um, as well as doing Dylan, um, Dylan Cool, who's one of their big men. Um, certainly going to be one to watch for uh, all season long. He's their leading rebounder, I believe. Um, with 5.3 boards per game. So we'll see that matchup with him against Grazulis and uh, Nathan Clauerbout as well as Reese Hazelton. So that's going to be a good matchup as well. But I like our chances. I think we got a lot of uh, just the versatility of scoring, Joe. And really, that kind of goes over to the women's as we'll get to them in just a minute. Uh, it just makes your team that much more lethal. When, I mean, you look at this Northern team, they have Max Jorklund. He's amazing. He's incredible. He can be an All-American. Uh, but when you only got one guy, I mean... You lock that guy up, you can double team a little bit. Yeah. That who's gives gonna, your offense. Who's going to be the
1: next guy up? And I think that's the one thing is, uh, yeah, you, If Ben Davidson gets hot, yeah, you lock him up. But then you got to worry about Ethan Erickson. He gets mm-hmm. hot. Bayus can sling it from three. He we can. saw that against Grand Valley. I and think Solo is
0: a good ISO player uh, yeah, as well. I mean, exactly. it's pretty ironic that's his nickname because yeah. you know,
1: he'll take you Solo and he's yeah. going to score on you. I so mean, you got Cloward, or yeah, was it Nathan? That's the taller one.
0: Uh, yeah, Nathan's the taller one. Yeah,
1: who's Kind of switches out with Vais down low. I mean, he can really do some damage down there. So it's going to be a pretty, I would say it's going to be a pretty difficult task for them to shut us down. But it's not impossible because we have seen that before, especially last year against Davenport in the Gliac uh, tournament opener uh, when we kind of came out a little bit slow. So we can really have a chance to start out 3-0 on the conference and then go into Michigan Tech and then be 4-0. But it's just going to have to really come down to coming out hot and being able to really play solid basketball. No turnovers, get hot from 3 And then just keep the train rolling.
0: Yeah. And that applies to the women as well uh I mean there's going to be two big games for them taking on Northern and Michigan Tech as well. Um which you look at the Goliath standings, I mean that's jumbled already. So mm-hmm. uh it's going to be really it, I mean the these early games have all the implications in the world of course because you know obviously teams can get on a on a hot start and then you can they can kind of flame out or vice versa even uh-huh. uh, when you go into the tournament play, but right now I mean Northern's a team I believe that was ranked above us. Um so I think you look into that and, and you see there's they're pretty good start so far. I mean they're undefeated in conference play, but uh I mean, really, when you look at it, I think there are ways that you can beat this team, of course, as well. So, uh, I think really, when you look at the versatility of scoring on our side, I think that applies just as much as the men's team. Um, and I mean, really, with without having you know my Hiram as well as Kane Blanchard, which I pray is that their surgeries go this well uh, and they can get back to their next season as hot as they started with the last season. Uh, you really look at see how this team has performed so far. Uh, of course, Northern Michigan has been a team that has played really well in some games, and then they haven't played so well in some games. I mean, defensively, they're a very solid team. As of recently, they've played in a lot of low-scoring games. They beat Purdue Northwest. It was 64-48, as well as Wisconsin Parkside. Get ready for this one, Joe. 47-35 to in a 40-minute basketball game. I mean, that by itself can show you how good they are defensively. Um, But I think if you find if you find those holes where you can get some of those three point shots up, move and transition, uh, that's where this team can really shine. I think that's where they play their best basketball when they get set up and they can run uh, Coach Wessendorp's offense to a tee, not turn the ball over, as you mentioned, Joe. And we stress that so much. And that's really, truly what can get teams wins throughout the entirety of the season. Um, I think that's just as important, especially in an opposing gym. Obviously, you're going to have the fans going to be screaming at you, yelling at you, uh, trying to get you off your game, try to get in your head a little bit. Um, uh, but but this team they can block it out they can do really well we've seen it last year and hopefully we can do it again
1: yeah and especially when we get hot too i mean we can really light it up from the floor i mean we're averaging 81 points per game uh chloe's been really killing it having what is it last 3 games is she over 20 points or near near 20 Pretty points? much
0: yeah three out so, of the last
1: four for sure yeah exactly so you're going to see her kind of really step it up there i feel like the big thing is going to be capitalizing on open looks especially if we move the ball around as well as you know taking the ball down low and kind of forcing opportunities to show up and not like, not like carelessly or anything like that. But I think the one thing that we did against grand Valley that kind of lost us the game was we were trying to find the perfect opening when there was times where, you know, if you're swinging around, it's not always going to open. So you kind of got to really drive, kind of draw some players in and stuff like that. So that way they can, you know, create opportunities yourself rather than try to get them to open up naturally, which is the one thing that I think we've kind of, that's like one of the only things that we've really struggled on really uh, to be fair. But I think you're going to see really strong performances from Mallory. I think she's going to have, I think she's going to have a big assist game in both of these games. And I think Chloe's probably going to get 25, probably one game and then near 15, 20 points a second. So I think you're, especially with how much our offense has been putting up points, I think you're going to see 75, 80, maybe 85. I don't think it's Northern. Ooh. I don't think it's Northern cause they've been more, yeah. of a, more of a defense stout team because They've all the all the teams that they've played so far. I don't have think don't think I've scored over 50, 60 points, but I think we'll probably break that streak. We won't score, you know, 50 or anything, but we'll probably put up 65, 70 on them. And then Michigan Tech, especially hopefully we can get the two wins because that'll be a big, big roll into the next week. And especially coming off the one loss against Grand Valley from last week will put us in a pretty solid spot in the Gliac standings.
0: Yeah, that'd be absolutely huge. I mean, Michigan Tech offensively. Uh, is, I wouldn't call them a juggernaut per se, but they're definitely a very strong offensive team. They average 37% from three-point range, 80 from the line, as well as 75.8 points per game. So that can show you right there, uh, just on paper, how good they are um, overall shooting the basketball, uh, as well as they have a couple of really good players um, for them. Ellie McKay, of course, has been one that we've not uh, been able to watch for years now. She's been a phenomenal player. She's in her senior season, so she's ready to get as much success as she can with this team. Isabella Lenz as well. Well, sophomore guards been playing really well this year at 13.4 points per game um, so those are going to be two names to watch I think for sure um, with Michigan Tech they have a lot of other great players down low um, there's a lot of versatility so I think this is going to be a very fun game to watch um, as well uh, if you want to make the trek up to holton we encourage that as well but of course you can check out uh the game online as well as listening on radio at 973 with robin Sandy of course um, who'll be covering I don't I don't actually know if they'll be covering that game since it'll be on Sunday. Uh, Well, they—I don't know if they'll make the drive, but I don't don't know. We'll have to wait and see.
1: Who knows? They might be leaving like right after football.
0: Yeah, that could be true. So I'm not quite sure, but if they do, I mean, we can obviously follow online tomorrow. Yeah, maybe we'll have to ask him. So Uh, either way, you can follow online, of course, always um, with the live stats of the game. It'll be on the online on the link somewhere, so you can make sure to follow that. Or even better, Joe, they can subscribe to this podcast and whatever podcast platform you're on, and we'll tell you about it all about it next week as well.
1: I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, you probably should. Why are you saying me? Well, I I wasn't going to say it because I, you know, shameless plug.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You're the king of shameless plugs. Yeah. I just wanted you to have a chance of the shameless plug. Aw. I usually say it. Yeah. Joe looks out for me so much. I I truly appreciate that, Joe. Hey, no problem, man. Absolutely. So anyway, we're going to start hating each other here in a minute. It's our (laughs) NFL predictions time. Stay tuned here on the MBSP. Are you a Fair State student interested in getting into audio production, music, podcasting, or even DJing? Bulldog Radio could be the place for you with plenty of opportunities and hands-on experience within not only these realms, but the marketing and social media opportunities outside. Join us to have your voice heard. No other place than Bulldog Radio.
1: Coming back on the show now, football picks coming in for week 14, but we got to go for week 13 picks from last week. Brandon, you were able to notch me out of this one. I think now it's all tied up at 4 to 4 I believe. We'll double check that for next week. But yeah, we'll 11 out him. of 16 choices for Brandon. If he Ooh. had an 11 leg parlay, he would have won a good amount of money. Nine uh-huh. for 16 uh, for me. So a little bit less of a good day for me, but a good day
0: for Brandon. Yeah. But it's a new week. It is a new week. I'm ready to take you down for this week, Brandon. Oh, all right. I'm. And for the record, I. I mean, I am a Kenny Rogers fan, but I'm not a gambling man. So uh, you got to know the eleven leg part. Yeah, yeah, I know you love that song. Anyways. I'm not going to bet an 11 like parlay, but if I did, I mean, hey. You could have won. I could have won. Also, you can, money. you can win an NFL player signed football on the NFL.com no website, way. I think. Uh, no there is terms and conditions, so you probably have to sign your life away like a sweepstakes. But hey, it looks
1: kind of cool. Ford Shine Bright Sales Event as well on the ooh. NFL's website. So. Yeah, get a new Ford. <laughs> That's
0: interesting. Anyway, let's get, let's to get into picks. week 14. Thursday night. Raiders at Rams, Joe. You start us up, brother. Ooh, this one's going to be tough. Now that the Rams
1: got the best quarterback of all time, with oh Baker Mayfield uh, getting picked up. Now I think it's going to be Raiders here. Uh, they played pretty well against the Chargers last week. And the Rams, I feel like, even though they got Baker, who's a lot better than their backup, I forgot who their backup was last or from last week, Bryce Perkins, as well as John Wolf. How, w- could Lincoln, Lincoln, John how could John I forget these Hall of Fame names? <laughs> uh, but it's going to be Raiders. I'd say twenty-eight to. Twenty eight eighteen. Oh. Good pick, Joe. Monte Adam's gonna have a good game.
0: Good pick. I'm gonna follow suit, give the, my buddy Canary Um, Some props as a Raiders fan. I'm going to go with his team here on Thursday Night Football. I'm sure this will be on our TV when I get home after wing night tonight. (laughs) Um, But, you know, yeah, I think this is going to be a Raiders game. Last time it was pretty darn close. I think we're going to see a similar outcome. Uh, I think this is going to end up being around a 24-17 ball game. There you go. That's my selection. Next pick on deck, get into the Sunday slate. Jets at the Bills. Mike White, Joe. He's balling and shot calling. He is. He is. Maybe not as well as the yeah, week But before, it, is the week. it is the Bills.
1: It is the Bills. Bills have not really been playing like they were at the start of the year. I will say that. Uh and honestly, the Jets at seven and five. Pleasant surprise for a lot of people. I want to go with the upset. I really do. I you, really, Joe. really do. And I'm going to. Jets are going to win this one. It's going I think it's going to be a shootout. Mike White might have a five touchdown thing. This to have another have another uh jersey in the Hall of Fame type deal. He could. Jets are going to win this one 27 to 25.
0: Okay. I like the pick. The Jets defense this year has been very underrated. They well, uh lock up lock up Stefan Diggs. Ooh, that's a pretty good prediction. The only reason I'm not gonna go with the Jets is because they also gotta worry about Isaiah McKenzie and Gabe yeah, Davis. That's true. As well as Josh Allen, who they're gonna have to try to keep in the box. I think that's gonna be a tough assignment gotcha. uh, for the Jets. I'm gonna go <laughs> no, with, I'm the with the Bills. Uh I'm gonna go with the Bills in this one. I'm gonna go thirty-five to twenty seven the final. The Bills get their tenth Big victory time. of the season. So nice. next on deck, AFC North Browns versus battle Bengals of the Orange teams. Uh Bengals hosting the Browns. Uh I think I'm gonna go with Joe Burr coming off a big win against Mahomes. And I think he's gonna keep that train rolling, despite Deshaun Watson now as the quarterback of the Browns. I think their offense has really significant, I think like I want, I wouldn't call it an impact that they have on the season. Because I feel like their offense has been really good, but nobody's really talking about their offense. I mean, Jamar Chase is back. You have T. Higgins having the season of his life so far. Uh, and I think right now, the only thing that is kind of giving me a little bit concerned, concern, we don't know if Joe Mixon's going to be back, but Samajit Perrine's been just as good. So I'm going to take the Bengals' offense to beat the Browns' defense. I think that's where this game's going to come down. I think the Bengals will slow down the running game of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt just enough. Uh, I think the Bengals win this game 27-24 over the Cleveland Browns. So You said 27-24. I, I think it's also... Yeah, same, same score
1: as last week for the Bengals. I think also, same thing. Not the same score, but Bengals are going to win this one. Especially coming off a good game against Kansas City. It wasn't in Kansas City. you know. That's a pretty big confidence booster. Especially a lot of people saying their offensive line was a little bit weak. The, uh, defense was kind of struggling and stuff like that too. But I think you're going to see them pick up their ninth win this week. Against the Browns, you know, Deshaun Watson, I just feel like even when he was in Houston and stuff like that, he just really wasn't like as good. He was kind of like a C plus B minus tier quarterback. And you got Joe Burr who's an wow. A plus. So and honestly, the Bengals versus the Chiefs might be kind of the new like uh rivalry like thing, especially with Joe Burrow and uh Patrick Mahomes. But I'm gonna go Bengals, we'll say thirty thir-
0: 35 to twenty eight. Okay. E minus quarterback. Wow. That's that's something. That's a hot take right there, Joe. Yeah. Uh, battle- for, for some reason. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Uh, next, battle of big things. Of course, talking Texas. Texas. Texans and Cowboys. Houston versus Dallas. Uh, can we just make a consensus and move on? Cowboys yeah. by 35. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not 35. Uh, actual score prediction for the Cowboys. No analysis necessary. Nine wins versus one win team. Uh, I just me- put Cowboys by a lot. Did you really write that down? Oh, I see it on your paper. That's awesome. Uh, Give me the Cowboys 38 to 13. Honestly, that's generous. Uh, I would say
1: I think they're probably going to score one. But regardless, another consensus pick coming up, Vikings versus Lions kool Aid. Give us the kool aid Let's go.
0: I was Lions. at the Jacksonville game. Dude, how joke. was that? How was it? It was insane. The crowd was awesome. I, was say, I heard it. It was getting incredible loud. game. What was it? 40 to 14 or something like that? It was an absolute blowout. It was 40 to 14. And let me tell you, the offense never planted the football. And that is a dream to watch as a fan. Of course, we love watching Jack Fox, you know, put up those 60 yard sky hooks, uh, which also we got down in the field to watching warmups. Jack Fox is an absolute wizard what he can do with the football. But anyway. Give me the Jets. Just kidding. Give me the Lions. Uh, in this game, I don't know why I said Jets there. I was just <laughs> literally on the mind of. Well, I, I can tell you why. I was watching like the Jets score up on there um, to see how Mike White was doing because me and my buddies are having a discussion about Mike White um, throughout the entirety uh, of the the hotel night we stayed there uh, on Saturday. Which also, there's a debate between Mike White and Daniel Jones as starting quarterback, uh, the best starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm not going to get into that discussion, but give me the Lions. I'm gonna. Give them by. I think I'm going to give my 3. This one's got to be close in this game. I'm going to go 30-27. We beat the Vikings Joe, and we're near playoff contention. How cool I think is that? Oh, dude, that would be insane.
1: Uh I'm going to also well obviously I'm going go to go Lions, but I was just kind of looking at their previous scores in the past couple of weeks have not had a lot where they've been less than 30 points. Had a little fluke against the Cowboys on the 20th of November when they only scored yeah. 3. But that was kind of an outlier. I'm going to say if Lions want to win, they got to score bunches and they already did last week against a I guess I well, not a good team, but I still score a bunches. that's what you like to see. I think we're gonna put up another 40 spot. It's gonna be 40 to 33. There you go.
0: Out of the teams in the NFL that have scored 30 points, you know what teams done at the most? Lions. The Detroit Lions. At what was six. the
1: score that you said? I was busy looking up a thing. Oh, 30 to 27
0: is what I said. 30 to 27. Yes, sir. Uh, next game, NFC East battle at the Meadowlands. Eagles mm. at the Giants, Joe. I know you're a big Daniel Jones fan. Give me Philly. Billy. Yeah, I mean, if
1: it, yeah, it kind of has to be at this point, you know, because what was it last week? They win last week. Yeah. Yeah, but it still was a tie. So against a basically even match commanders, I mean, that's why you, I mean, you're kind of expecting it, especially, I mean, they almost have the exact same record, but Washington commanders don't have anywhere near, I feel like, the the amount of firepower that the Eagles do. And the Eagles are probably going to move to 12 1. So,
0: okay, there you go. I am really hesitant to pick them because you know, they're such a good team. You're like, man, when are they going to lose? Uh, and I'll tell you when they're going to lose. They're going to lose uh, in week 16 at Dallas, and they're going to lose in week 17 against the Saints. Those are the two games I'm going to call right now that they lose. Um, and even maybe the Giants, if they that one of those games, if they have to uh, bench starters for how well they've played. But give me the Eagles as well. I'd rather um, pick them to be right um to win is instead of picking right to be wrong uh, i got a buddy that's an eagles fan as well and he wanted them to pick me on the podcast so give me the eagles give me a close game though you ready for this joe 23 to 20 i think this is going to be a little bit lower scoring than people think it is so mm-hmm. i put eagles. i put 24 to 17 okay we're on the same boat so we're pretty much in the same spot i like it that's what uh, I see right there next pick on deck ooh that's a good one ravens at be steelers the that's future a, a, quarterback of Detroit, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> against the Steelers. Are you calling that right now? Honestly, from what it looks like, it could be pushing towards it. Oh, dog! If we're it. really looking forward to that. It. Could be something. Uh, but right now it looks like Lamar might not play in this game, so that's Ooh. a little concerning. Uh, it's right now Tyler Huntley is Ooh. the man under center. Uh, but I believe they also made uh, a claim out there. Um, I believe for uh, actually Brent. Why was it Brent Huntley? So they have two Huntley's on the team, I think, on the team now. Uh, Maybe not, but I'm not quite sure um, how that goes. But right now, when you looked at the Ravens last week, you were ultra scared, um, which is why I'm kind of hesitating to start looking at the Steelers in this game. Um, Overall, from what I have heard um, over on the injury report, because I think really it comes down to, will Lamar Jackson be able to play in this game? That's going to determine my pick right now. Uh, And based on the recent news that I have heard about Lamar Jackson and his injury, um, as well as all the things around it, um, he's mispracticed the last three days. Um, They've already... Seen that they've lost some offensive linemen. It was, he appears to be a PCL injury, so I think he's going to be out for this week. Um, so I think right now I'm going to go with the Steelers, as crazy as that sounds. They've played a lot better football. They're controlling the game a lot better, and I think that's going to get, that, get them a win on this game. Give me a final score here uh, of 17-14, a battle of defenses in classic AFC North fashion. Nice.
1: I also went Steelers, but I went 21
0: 13. Oh, wow. Look at this. You know, Joe's probably trying to steal my picks because you know I won last week, but that's beyond the point. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, Joe. You can't beat me if we have the same exact picks, you know? Yeah, that is true. Uh, <laughs> Jacksonville at Tennessee. Um, the drubbing last week, I think, is going to have a lingering effect here. Give me the Tennessee Titans. They did fire their GM this week, uh, but Mike Brable still has enough to get the job done. Big, big, big. Big game on deck for Derrick Henry this week. Give him 100 plus yards, at least a score. Uh, Give me the Titans as well by at least a score and a half. Uh, Give me them 31-21 over Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, I believe so as well. It's going to be pretty much the same thing. Uh, Derrick Henry's just going to have a game, especially when you look at Jacksonville and they lost that bad to the Lions last week. Titans are a better team than the Lions. I mean, let's be real. Uh, So Titans are going to win this one. I'd say
0: 37 to Twenty-one. Ooh, good pick. Next game on deck. You want to say it with me, Joe? Broncos country. Thirty. Let's
2: twenty-one.
0: Cry. Chiefs are definitely (laughs) blowing them out in this game. Uh, Give me the Chiefs by twenty-one. I yes, I did say that. Uh, Forty-five to twenty-four. I mean, goodness gracious! The Broncos had every chance to win that game last week, and they still blew it. I mean, they lost Lamar Jackson. Their running game got banged up. Their defense was playing all right gave, enough to get them to win the game. You're and giving the, the Broncos 24 lost.
1: points? Huh? You're giving the Broncos 24 points?
0: Yeah, because they're actually going to score, and it's not going to be worth it. What are you— Dude, they put up nine points last week. No, because that's how bad this team's going to be. They're actually going to score against the Chiefs, but it's not going to matter because they're going to give a 45. That's how this team plays. They literally find a way to do everything right and do everything wrong at the same exact time. That doesn't make sense.
1: Pretty ludicrous. I know I'm a little crazy. A little so, ludicrous, but I'll if be you a, ask me. I'll be a
0: little crazy. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I Oh, juice. I uh, said Chiefs as well,
1: but they're going to win probably like 40 to – 14, maybe. Okay, there you go. I think
0: that's more realistic. But the maybe part goes to the 14. I don't even know if they'd score 14. I don't think so either. I think if we're realistic, I think it'd be 27 to 3. But anyway, Seahawks hosting the Panthers here. We'll wrap these up real quick uh, here on this lengthy episode. Uh, Seattle, give me... Yes, give me Seattle in this game. I think Geno Smith has been balling. I think that they, despite having a little bit of concerns on who's running the football, uh, a lot of a lot of guys banged up on their running backs. Kenneth Walker looks like he might be trending not to play, which is well for DJ Dallas. It might be Travis Homer show. I don't think it matters. I think Geno Smith and that receiving crew are going to get it done against the Panthers who have had troubles, uh, especially in the secondary. So give me the Seahawks in this game. It's probably going to be a little, probably as high scoring as they've played all season. Give me them. I think... I'm going to go a little weird score, 33-24. to 24. Yeah, sure, why not? Oh, that's a weird score. I also said Seattle 21-18, though, so okay. it's going to be a little bit closer. There you go. Next game, Bucks at San Francisco. It's Tampa Bay against who at quarterback? Brock Purdy? Mr. Mr.
1: Irrelevant? irrelevant? Yeah, Irrelevant no more, though. He came <laughs> out and slung it around, and he's going to sling it all over the Buccaneers' defense. I'll tell you that much right now. I feel like he's going to have a breakout game. Mr. Elvin's going to go crazy. Are you picking the Niners? I'm picking the Niners, yeah. What? I'm picking the Niners against the Buccaneers. It's okay. going to be a home game for him. I think everybody's going to get after it. Everybody's going to be excited. Uh, they were away last game. No, they were home. So it's going to be two two homecomings for Brock Purdy. Mm. Everybody was like, oh, he is Mr. Elvin. doesn't matter. But guess what? He's going to matter. And he's going to matter big time against the Buccaneers. They're going to win, let's say, 23 to, no, 30 to 23.
0: Wow, okay. I'll play Contrarian. Why not? Give me Tampa. Give me Tampa. I think this team is not as powerful as they were, obviously, when they won the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. No shot. But... They find ways to win games. They showed that against the Saints last week. I really like that going into a game like this, where I think we're going to see a little bit slower tempo each side with how well the defenses have played. Um, so give me the Buccaneers in this game. The Buccaneers. Uh, I was literally. I'm still thinking about my Broncos comment because of. Yeah. I, I'm. Broncos I'm. Broncos. I'm actually. Maybe this is a ploy by Denver to make us talk about them so much we can't help but think about how bad they've been. Maybe that's a marketing scheme. I don't know. Uh, but yes, give me the Bruccaneers. Uh, 22, did I say 2017 already? Uh, if not, I can change it. Yeah, now just change it. Seventeen eh, fourteen. 14. That's going to be a slow scoring game, my friend. Uh, anyway, Joe's laughing about something, but we'll keep it going here.
1: It's, uh, if you want me to say, EA put out like a player boost thing for.
0: Now oh, yeah. And it's Taylor Fair Heineke. Taylor Heineke got a plus one. <laughs> He's a 69 overall, ladies and yes gentlemen. Sir. Get him on your mutt immediately. Uh, nice. Anyway, uh, Dolphins at the Chargers. Uh, this is going to be a fun game here, Joe. I think with the Chargers and Brandon Staley, you're coaching for your job right now because this Chargers team is too talented to be yeah, 500.
1: Got, yeah, it's it's... Honestly, <laughs> it's very interesting to see how, like abysmal they've been in a lot of these big games and how they've fallen short they should be a team just like the dolphins eight and four at least if not less losses than that however i think they're going to move to six and seven dolphins are going to go into into los angeles and really kind of give them a run for their money so i think dolphins are gonna win this one 28 to 28 to 22.
0: 22. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. A little oh, weird. okay. I like it. I love Mike McDaniel. Can we all agree that Mike McDaniel is the guy that everybody loves he's across the man. NFL? Yeah. And he's authentic too. That's what I love about him the most. Um, as much as I want to go with the Chargers, I'm going to roll with Joe here on this one. I like his analysis and he might've flipped me in my pick to go with the Dolphins here. So I think this is a big game for Tua. I think the Chargers secondary has got to step up and even if they don't, uh, overall, their offense has been a little out of sync um, over all the last couple of weeks. So I think the Dolphins defense can create enough chaos and turnovers to win the game by a final score of 32 20. Yeah, I think this might be. I think this is going to be a close game until the Dolphins add an insurance score in the fourth yeah. quarter. I think that's what's probably going to happen. Monday that, night yeah. finale. Patriots at Cardinals. You Patriots. Agreed. It, yeah. Wow, I, I thought you were going with the Cardinals there. It's
1: weird. We have I'm going to do a quick little check row. I'm going to say the Patriots mainly because I just Mac Jones is good and just Enough, I don't yeah. It's just the Cardinals have not been selling me on a lot of these close games, you know, because especially with, you know, with ones that they're supposed to blow out or win, they do. And that's why they have four wins. But a lot of the games that they're supposed to, you know, it might be a little bit of a battle, but they're slated to win, especially in the start of the year. And now that DeAndre Hopkins is back, you should be winning games. Like you have the... You have what it is, but I, I mean it's tough though because you look at it, they just haven't playing good. It was double XP weekend a couple of weeks ago for Kyler, so he was probably oh, super busy with that. Uh, but Patriots, I feel like gonna be more focused for this game. Six and six are gonna move to seven and six for sure. Give me Patriots eighteen to fourteen.
0: They are coming off a bye, but I don't think that's gonna matter against Bill Belichick. Even if they're at home, uh, I think the Patriots ground game, and think Ramondre Stevenson has a great game. Uh, and I think this game's going to be a very fun game overall to watch as crazy as that sounds. But I agree with you, Joe. I think the Cardinals should win this game. I think they should be favored to win this game. But I hate the way that they play. It bothers me. Cliff Kingsbury's play calling just really irks at me sometimes when I watch the Arizona Cardinals play on a rare occasion. Uh, and that just really, it gets to me. So I'm going to go against them just off of pure gut uh, in this game. I'm going to go with the final here of probably 34 to 28. It's tough at the end to come
1: up with scores. I know, because I want to pick stuff, a different one every time. I don't want to go chalk, but I also don't want to go the same ones that I've been saying the whole time. You know what yeah, I
0: mean? I mean, realistically, I feel like, the best chance for you to hit a score is like do a common score of like twenty eight twenty one and just do it fifteen times because then you're gonna hit one of them, right? I mean, I don't, I don't see how there wouldn't be a game that would end. <laughs>
1: we that could way, either so. have both eleven choices right this week or eleven choices wrong because we chose the same on like eleven matchups. Did we really? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you look at it though. There's well, good games, but.
2: To There's a lot of Chalk heavy. Most of them
1: are Chalk heavy. Yeah, they are a lot I of mean, Chalk heavy. Seahawks versus Panthers probably going to be Chalk. Cheaps, Broncos. Chiefs Broncos, Chalk. Yep. Titans, Jaguars, Chalk. Yep. I could see the only variation you're going to see is probably Patriots, Cardinals, Ravens, Steelers. Dolphins, Chargers. Dolphins, Chargers, and Raiders. You might see Raiders, Rams. I think that's going to be a
0: better game than people
1: think yeah, it's going to be. I think, I think so, so, too.
0: I don't know if Baker's gonna play, but if he does, then the Raiders. Speaking
1: win of also, since I was writing on this paper, get yourself a Pilot G two. These pens dude. Are wide, dude. Best pen. These pilots are hands insane. down top. Tier, I would say S-tier. Sharpie S gel pen in these ones. It's like you're not even writing. Yeah, it's like you're writing on air
0: almost. I were I only write with pilots. Yeah, well, unless you know, obviously, you have it to makes write with taking a paper notes or something. more. Fun.
1: When you gotta do, let me tell you what underrated. When you are taking notes with a good pen.
0: It's, it's actually it's enjoyable. Fun. It's you, you have
1: fun because you want it to keep going. Because yeah. you're like, this is – my handwriting is looking fantastic. Um, it's just the best. Yeah, you know, Joe has better handwriting
0: field. than I do. That's for sure. That's you true. also like to but write put, in caps, right? Yeah, right. Big caps, caps, little caps. Yeah, I used to do that too. My parents taught, and my brother taught me how to do that. So oh, I used to do it, and then whenever – we're getting sidetracked at the end of the show, but I'm just going to keep on going.
1: <laughs> uh, I used to do it, but at my when I would go fast, I was trying to go like halfway cursive, you know, where like my oh, letters yeah, were kind of yeah. connected They'd and it started getting really messy. Letters, and I was just yeah, like, yeah. can't be having this. I can't even read my own notes. They're getting yeah, all jumbled. So then, I can understand that. More uniformed, as they say. For sure. So, yes, go get yourself a Pilot G2. And a little go. expensive, but worth the money. Absolutely. I would agree with there that. There are like 10 bucks for a four pack or something like that. It but, is.
0: But like but I said, worth it. They're worth it. Also, delete four color pens. Just get, get, them, them, out. Out get them out of here. Get them out of here.
1: Those even are trash. Get rid of Bix. Get rid of every other one. If it's not a Sharpie S gel pen or a Pilot G2, get it out of there.
0: I didn't think Bix were that bad.
1: Oh, I don't like Bix.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're cheap. and but
1: I mean, you can get those in high quality, though. If you don't, as if one piece of information that I want you to take
0: from this podcast
1: doesn't even, <laughs> it's not even the sports part. It's just remember that a good pen makes you, f- Feel better about doing work. I'll tell you what.
0: No, it is true. I 100% agree. So as well as pencils, Ticonderoga, black pencils. Underrated. Beautiful. Underrated. I just gave you some ASMR right there. I don't think I've done that in a long time. So, you know, so, you know, snapping, snapping you know, fingers.
1: Maybe we'll have to do an ASMR episode, but maybe we're getting we out of hand, Brandon. We Will are closed out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thanks so much to Will for coming on as well. Uh, can't wait to see what everybody does this weekend. Fair sports as well as what NFL goes down this weekend to Brandon been a good one take care everybody